up for for some new informations, new inspirations, new considerations. And uh, so therefore at the outset of the class we are worshipping Radha Madhava, Krishna uh, and Radharani and then uh, it's almost like a fresh start. Okay, now we are uh, uh, going on the spiritual level. We worship and we, we hear. So let us please center ourselves and then we will start. Madhava Kunya Madhava Kunya Vihari Pijana Vallava Mirivaradhani
Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Jaya Gauranita 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 Jaya Gauranita
Very much, Hare Krishna. Very artfully put together. Nice. Mm. Hare Krishna, my dear everyone. Uh, yesterday we were uh, looking at the need to have alone time with Krishna uh, and uh, we looked at Arjuna example and Draupadi's examples, both examples of devotees, great devotees who were flying their own planes, so to say. Today we will look at the other side of uh, uh, being in a community. A community is made out of individuals and these individuals need to strengthen themselves in the sadhana, which is mostly done, as we know, when we are in a inter interacting with Krishna, really. So, the other side, building a strong community, dealing with individuals, difference of opinions, and then doing uh, something that is very daunting, cooperating with others, uh, that is discussed in today's uh, class. Mm. We will take as our examples the prachetas. I remember our Vrind, oh, I'm becoming bad in remembering names, Vrinda Kishori, the talented uh, dramatist, yes, um, was playing uh, an excellent uh, drama, really, in one of the uh, previous Pandavasena, Pandavasena mentorship retreats. So I will mm, not talk so much about uh, the Prachetas, but give the main principles and from there uh, extract, uh, yeah, from these principles extract something which is hopefully good for, for you, all of us here. So let's chant the Bhagavatam verse, uh, 4.38. It's really an all-time favorite of mine. I regularly read it uh, because the purport is just, it's one of these pieces of writing where Prabhupada shows enormous brilliance of thought and expression also. Good. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo 
थे Here we find the Lord addressing ten uh, individuals, the ten Pachetas who had pleased him by their cooperation amongst themselves. Mm. So uh, the Lord speaks to them. Mm. My dear sons of the king, I'm very much pleased by the friendly relationships amongst you. All of you are engaged in one occupation, devotional service. I'm so pleased with your mutual friendship that I wish you all good fortune. Now you may ask a benediction of me. Purport. Since the sons of King Prachinabhishat were all united in Krishna consciousness, can we have the text? Mm, so then it's easier to read with comprehension or hear with comprehension. Mm -hmm. the, the, the other one is still uncooperative, this other side. Mm. I will already start and our computer experts will figure it out. Since the sons of King Prachina Bhaishat were all united in Krishna consciousness, the Lord was very pleased with them. Each and every one of the sons of King Prachina Bhaishat was an individual soul, but they were united in offering transcendental service to the Lord. You are following or you are in the breakfast digestion mode? <laughs> please, please, this is very ni nice spiritual writing. It, you will get a lot of it, from it. The unity, listen to this sentence, it's so good, you know. The unity of the individual souls attempting to satisfy the Supreme Lord or rendering service to the Lord is real unity. When individual souls come together on one platform where they try to serve the Lord, please the Lord, that is a higher type of unity, a real unity. <clears throat> In the material world, such unity is not possible. Even though people may officially unite, they all have different interests. In the United Nations, for instance, all the nations have their particular national ambitions and consequently they cannot be united. 
This unity between individual souls is so strong within this material world that even in a society of Krishna consciousness, members sometimes appear disunited due to their having different opinions and leaning towards material things. Yes, it, there, there is a lot of, of this going on and so on. And then Prabhupada says, actually in Krishna consciousness, there cannot be two opinions. There's only one goal, to serve Krishna to one's best ability. If there is some disagreement over service, such disagreement is to be taken as spiritual. Those who are actually engaged in the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead cannot be disunited in any circumstances. This makes the Supreme Personality of Godhead very happy and willing to award all kinds of benedictions to his devotees, as indicated in this verse. We can see that the Lord is immediately prepared to award all benedictions to the sons of King Prajina Bahishad. Please join me in uh, pronouncing the Pranam Mantras. Namaom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Vachayine Devasesha Sunyavari Askadyane Saradine Sri Krishna Chaitanya Anurita Nanda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. In the dawn of creation, my dear devotees, uh, two very, very qualified and empowered beings, Prachina Bahi and his wife Shatadruti, uh, conceived ten excellent sons which were known as the Prachetas. Mm, it is said they uh, were great individuals but two things they had in common. They executed their vows very determinedly and they were dharma snata, that is, they were really focused in dharma. So, when their f father ordered them to beget children or start family life, they first wanted to become qualified for this um, task, and therefore they set out to perform austerities. 
You know, tapas or austerities is one part of spiritual life. It helps us to separate the unwanted parts in us um, and gain the wanted parts. If, uh, for instance, you, you take to the austerity of rising early and executing your sadhana at that time, uh, you will uh, soon um, overcome laziness and develop determination in your life. Uh, tapa is also known as heat, and if you apply heat, for instance, to a butter pot, the um, impurities will gather on the surface, and the pure ghee, transparently pure ghee, will assemble, uh, 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 you know, at the main part of the pot. So, so tapas is very important, it remains very important. It should never be given up, even if Krishna gives us wealth in our life and we can have a comfortable situation in our house. In the moment we uh, give up this uh, voluntary austerities for spiritual life, we become overgrown with material tendencies. It, it is uh, uh, therefore very uh, good idea which the Prachetas entertained. They said, we will soon enter Grihastha life, we will have children, we will have possessions, mm, we will uh, build palaces for us. But let us first do some austerity so that mm, uh, we become qualified and will not become victimized by Kali mm, or victimized by, by Adamic principles. Good. So they chose one place to do their austerities. It was an ocean. And uh, when they were going there, they met the great, great, great Vaishnava, Lord Shiva, who saw what these highly qualified princes were, were about to do, and he became sympathetic um, uh, and uh, gave them instructions in chanting the Rudra Gita. Mm. Uh, so the Prachetas meditated on this, these verses, Jayantaha, they chanted Japantaha, and they worshipped um, Pujajanta for 10,000 years. They chanted this Rudra Gita. My dear devotees, uh, in my, I always read the Bhagavatam um, and from, from beginning to end, and then I start at the beginning again. And at the moment, I'm at the Rudra Gita, at the oh, Song of Lord Shiva, it's also known. It's really rich with uh, spiritual inspiration. So uh, 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 the Prachetas satisfied uh, Vishnu because of their austerities in the ocean and because of chanting the Rudra Gita. But there was something else that satisfied the Lord. It was that although they must have been 
you know, ten princes, put, put ten princes together, you can expect a lot of discussions amongst them. Although they were strong individuals, they mm, uh, had loving relationships uh, with each other, and um, loving relationships is between man and woman. No, no not that. They had mutual understandings and friendly relationships, and mm, they uh, assisted each other in this one occupation that is service. And at the, at the end uh, of that time, Krishna, or the Lord, appeared to them. Mm, he actually came in an eight-armed form um, with uh, all items and weapons in his head. Mm, when he appeared, it is described that the darkness of the universe and the inner darkness just disappeared. And he spoke to them this verse. Uh, let us look at it again. Mm, maybe we can chant. It is such a nice verse. Mm, one moment. Here it is. Vadam vinit vambatram vo Yujamen ripanandanaham Not just there. So hardena pritak dharmas. So stoham suridena vaham. So the Lord said to them, uh, because you are, um, first of all, he said, I wish you all good fortune. Now you may ask a benediction for me, he said. All of you are engaged in one occupation, devotional service. And I, I want to tell you, I'm giving you this benediction. I want to give you the benediction because I'm so pleased uh, by you seeing your friendly relationships. And, and Prabhupada wrote, the unity of the individual souls Attempting to satisfy the Supreme Lord or rendering service to the Lord is real unity. I think you all can relate this to Pandava Sena. We are many individuals. We have different sizes of bellies. We have different, different charismatic haircuts. We have different um, stations in our lives. Some are students, some are still in high school, others are already uh, in, active in their professions. Some are rich, some are poor, mm, some drive Mercedes, others um, Volkswagen, um, and uh, 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 some root for Manchester United, and others speculate if Messi will be um, uh, in the winning team. So, mm, uh, uh, Differences are there, but there should be one platform of unity that is we should attempt to satisfy the Supreme Lord. And if we do that, all these differences uh, are not important um, because rendering service to the Lord is 
real unity. Perhaps you have noted that already, that uh, when you look around, you may see, oh, these are not the people I would normally associate with. Mm, but because we are all uh, fixed on this one project, mm, serving Krishna, I, I could not imagine to associate with anyone else. They are so nice, so wonderful. No, this, this brings a spiritual heart-to-heart -heart, or better soul-to-soul -soul connection. So um, remember, the Lord was so pleased that he offered the Prachetas blessings. And I find it very interesting what type of blessings he gave them. In verse 17, the Lord says, Enjoy all facilities of this world and heaven with full bodily strength and without hindrance for one million celestial years. You will say, what? The Lord, I thought that is Maya. The Lord offers the Prachetas mm, to enjoy the facilities of the world. Uh, 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 he almost forced it on them. He said, take this from me. What, what is this? In verse 19, the Bhagavatam gives a very interesting perspective. It say, says, devotees, although they may stay in the world, are not entangled. They, although some drive a Mercedes and others a Volkswagen, they understand that Krishna is the ultimate enjoyer and they offer their results, their facilities to Krishna and discuss topics about him. Thus, they are not affected even by um, different material facilities which can uh, pull down an ordinary person. So, why was Krishna uh, or the Lord so satisfied with them? It is that he saw the unity in devotional service. My dear devotees, there is something which at least I had to learn. I was uh, not understanding this before I came to Krishna consciousness. My mantra was, I can do it alone. Now, as I'm explaining things, I'm almost sure that my youngest uh, audience, the child, is not, I'm not reaching the child's in intellect. I'm sorry, I can't. <clears throat> so, so the child will talk, will be bored, and the mother will be engaged. And both are not the, having the benefit of the class. The child, because it is talking and thinking, and the mother, because it wants to calm down the child. So I suggest, why not go somewhere else with the child, listen later to the lecture, uh, and, uh, and in this way, uh, uh, children are very welcome in kirtan and in worship and so on, but in lectures we require a focused atmosphere. Good. I did not understand cooperation. I, I just 
had this mantra, let's, let's do it alone. But uh, early on, I heard one sentence, which in, it was already in Krishna consciousness. The sentence was, if you reach the top of a mountain alone, you did not climb a very high mountain. In other words, you can reach big goals in cooperation, but if you, whatever you do alone, that's not so big, that's small. <laughs> if you reach the top of a mountain alone, you did not climb a very high mountain. Um, Prabhupada said, no one of us should think I have great ability. No! It is simply by cooperation that we can do big things. And then he said, united we stand, divided we fall. Yes. And then he said something very humble. Uh, he said, I need you to spread Krishna consciousness. I could not have done it alone and I can also not alone spread Krishna consciousness. He himself spoke about this unity and service. Now as we all know, uh, cooperating and working together means to tolerate the differences of each other. And that can be a daunting, or another English word would be a challenging task, uh, because um, it, it requires some, uh, some differences, I, I, some, some tolerance. I remember when I joined the London Temple, I did not know that you cannot take sacred books into the toilet. My preferred reading place, where I was absolutely at peace, <laughs> was the facilities. Um, so one morning I came out of the toilet, I was there for um, probably half an hour, because most of the time was spent in reading this fascinating literature. And I came out, I had a Krishna book on the one hand, and the Bhagavad Gita in another. And I was in the best possible mood, you know. And then I met a devotee, older devotee, I will not tell you the name. And he, first of all, he looked in a, at me in, with a disbelief and then he yelled at me, did, did you just take the Krishna book and the Gita and the toilet? And, and I, 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 I was a little stubborn, I, I did not... Uh, yes, and I had the best reading session. <laughs> So this, devo I, I didn't know better. I, 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 uh, it didn't cross my mind that this is an inappropriate place. Now I know I don't do this. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, so this devotee was so challenged, he totally lost the control, and he, he gave me a, a, just a very loud work 
on the ear. And, well, I was trained in street fighting, so... <laughs> So I immediately changed my position. I went into the, uh, the, the advantageous mode and I screamed very loud and aimed my sound vibration at his solar plexus. That, 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 that's how the opponent gets fear, you know. And he knew, oh my God, what have I gotten into it? The Germans are too much. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just about uh, to do the first moves, which I knew he, he couldn't counter. <laughs> when it came to me, wait a minute, you are in a temple here. This is not the appropriate response. Um, and I, I just somehow, I just turned around I went out of the room, I breathed, and I came back and said, I'm, I'm, can you please explain me why you are so upset with me? Uh, and then he told me and so on. Yeah, but it, was, it would almost have become a very blood-filled morning. Srila um, um, Prabhupada spoke about this this type of response, which is, has nothing to do with being tolerant. <laughs> um, he said, uh, he used the expression victimized by Kali. And with this he meant the atmosphere in the age of Kali is so the differences are usually dealt with through quarreling or fighting. That's what the quality of the age of quarrel, Kali, is. And when, uh, when devotees come into this mode where they quarrel with each other, then they are victimized um, by Kali. This is Prabhupada's perspective. My dear devotees, quarreling itself is often a more serious problem than the particular issue two people quarrel about. Just the fact that they are locked in an aggressive quarrel is more dangerous than, than this point of view or that point of view, which cannot come together. Prabhupada spoke about this in a letter to, his, to Madhusudan. It was written in 73. The whole world, he said, is going to hell and everyone is suffering. In the light of this, how can we argue amongst one another and neglect our responsibility to reclaim the fallen souls for going back to home, back to Godhead? In other words, the issue is we should be fit and help people who are going on a downward course and therefore we just can't afford to weaken ourselves with, with arguments, one against the others. Why do we argue? In Prabhupada's vision, this is not a compliment to, uh, why we argue. He said, the reason why there is difficulty 
and competitive spirit is that everyone wants to be supreme. Hare Krishna. So this, these young princes of uh, the ancient times uh, give us a very good lesson that uh, they must have been different. different. Those who are, who are brothers, brothers always differ in opinions. I have two brothers, one older, one small. If you see us next to each other, we couldn't be more different. And we are discussing, we used to argue like anything. Uh, that's normal. Even I heard saintly Gaur Krishna was quarreling with saintly Nimai. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers quarrel. <laughs> you know, that is normal. But they can't afford to quarrel when it comes to uh, doing a bigger, uh, being, uh, uh, being there for a bigger mission. And every one of us who has difficulties in cooperating must reflect, uh, is it so important now? Is, it, is my view or my need to be right so important that the bigger mission, the bigger responsibility, the bigger subject is suffering? And as we face these things, these questions, we, uh, I want to refer you to a morning work which Srila Prabhupada had, where he discussed um, personal weaknesses. Um, he was asked by one devotee, what is the devotee's biggest enemy? Now those of you who know the quotation, please. Those who don't know, do you have any guess? What is the devotee's biggest enemy? I know when someone like me has already the point, then it's difficult to say something because maybe, or most probably, you're not on the on the line. But don't be unnecessarily shy. You, you. What is the biggest? And I think you would an iskon the normal answer of an iskon devotee who is not overwhelmed by temporary. Uh, shyness would be the mind is the biggest enemy. Huh? You have heard this? Have you have you heard this before? No. Yes. Uh, I'm not interested in this. <laughs> you know. So, what Prabhupada was asked here? What is the devotee's biggest enemy? And then Prabhupada answered, he himself. He is his greatest enemy. You must become your friend. <laughs> you, Sachinandan Swami, become the friend of Sachinandan Swami. Don't act against his interest. You know. So, so yes. Therefore, we are sometimes not able to sacrifice for a bigger cause, and we are just only interested in our so-called need to be. Right. And here comes uh, the next and last part of this lecture. My dear devotees, for practicing Krishna consciousness, 
you need um, to become humble. Have you heard this before? No. Yes. Middle. Mm, yes. There is a verse which all ISKCON devotees know so much that they get bored when they hear it, but I promise it will be a new take on it, and it will have a lot to do with you. This verse. Trinada pisunichena taro iva sahishnuna amanena manadena kirtaniya sadari. One who thinks himself lower than the grass, who's more tolerant than even a tree, and who does not expect personal honor, yet is always prepared to give all respect to others, can very easily always chant the holy name of the Lord. Humility. Humility is an empty word for most of us. You've heard it so much, but we don't have a grasp on it. My dear devotees, I once heard a lecture by Bhaktivigyan Goswami Maharaj, who in my mind uncovered the, the, what it means to be humble. Some of you were uh, able to participate in the uh, japa, uh, which we group japa, which we did this morning, and we heard uh, to chant properly, we have to use body, mind, and heart. In the same way, to be humble, you have to uh, root or anchor humility in these three areas. Otherwise, you will always suffer from this illusion of wanting to be supreme or right, if you want a, a, a modern word for this. What do you do with your heart? When you read the songs of the Acharyas, you will always feel they repent. Oh no, what have I become since I separated from you, Krishna? They sincerely repent. Mm. Uh, the heart is, is uh, thinking, oh, I'm, uh, I'm in a compromised situation. I, I have, I'm separated from Krishna, my, my true friend. What to do with the mind? How to anchor humility in the mind? You need to look at your life and see that you're maybe not the supreme, that you make mistakes. You have to honestly confront, as Naveen Krishna said yesterday in this brilliant session, question and answer. You have to look with honesty and practice some self-regulation. No, the mind. This is something which you need to do with your understanding mind. What do you do with the body? To practice humility. Any idea? No, yes. What? Bow down, mister. Yes. Um, and uh, bowing down can be done very quickly. Jump, jump. It takes, I've measured it when I'm fast, it's 
17 seconds and one <laughs> millisecond. Mm -hmm. uh, but with the body you should offer menial service. So very important. No, a, a ritual bow, bowing down is simple, you know. Or the abbreviated modern ISCO version, touch your heart, not your head. <laughs> short, short, shortcut. Uh, uh, but menial service. Mm. Prabhu, I see you have a, a shirt which, uh, you, uh, which ne needs to be washed. I, I can wash your shirt. Mm. Uh, menial service is good. Then only is our speech real, my dear devotee. It's not, uh, humility is not done, you're not done with humility when you say, please accept my humble obeisances, or, or you say, oh, oh Prabhu, uh, um, forgive my offenses. I usually then ask, what grievous offense did you do? Let, let's go in the other room, you know, that no one hears it. Uh, and, uh, and the person looks at me, what, what? No, you just said you did. I should forgive an offense which you did. It must be on your mind. You must have done something oh, terrible, which should not be in social media. So I'm asking you now in confidence, what is the severe thing where you need to excuse yourself? <laughs> Can I please get out of the room? <laughs> Mean what you say and say only what you mean. You know, so humility is not done with a few floskels. Floskels mean floskels, motto, uh, phrases. Philosophical quotes. Yeah, yeah. Humility needs to be anchored in the heart, in the mind, and in the body, and then it's real when you speak it. Otherwise, my dear devotees, if you just speak it, it will never, this, this wanting to be supreme um, or right, uh, will never be uprooted from your heart, your mind and your body. And it will be very difficult for you to, to cooperate and tolerate the difference of, of another person. No. Uh, yes. I have written for you a humility test. Mm. Um, let us see our, our computer, who handles the computer, I mean, can you please mm, uh, put it on the, on the, yes. <laughs> Teamwork, no? <laughs> Cooperation. <laughs> yes. First question. How much am I able and willing to look at myself through the lens of honest self-assessment. Again, how much am I able and willing to look at myself through the lens of honest 
self-assessment. By the way, I'm going to give you this humility test on your WhatsApp. You don't need to uh, uh, write it down. Uh, it, it, but it's because it's really good. It, it can help you like this, and then you can cooperate. I mean, go, then Pandavasena will soon be um, in the uh, English parliament, you know, because <laughs> they can't cooperate so well amongst themselves. <laughs> mm. Second question, how happy or disturbed am I about the success of others? Have you seen this in your life? Are you happy when someone says, oh, Prabhu, we just had a program and I mean there were so many good people. Mm. Or are you disturbed? Oh no. And envious. Huh? And third question. How much do I welcome genuine and true feedback? Am I afraid, perhaps, of genuine and true feedback? I mean, the, the modern style is always, you're great, you're brilliant, Prabhu, and you don't know what they talk in the next room about you. No? Uh, but uh, uh, it's, nowadays, people don't give genuine and true feedback because they have motives, they want to be liked by you maybe and get a simply wonderful or whatever. But how much do I welcome genuine and true feedback? My dear devotees, this is really most important for your growth, genuine and true feedback. And uh, I give you a little tip. I don't think we can take feedback from anyone if we are not convinced they know me, they know the situation, and uh, they have good intentions towards me. So you, we need to find devotees in our life where we feel really these, they know me, they have affection for me, they, they don't hate me, and if I ask them for feedback, then they give me uh, a dagger in the heart. No, um, uh, you must have these relationships because true and genuine feedback is so important for you to grow. Each one of us grows into a certain mindset which is controlled by the need to be right, the, the egos need to be right. And we may sometimes go in the wrong direction and don't even see it because the ego tells us it's good, it's not so necessary, go ahead. Uh, therefore, true and genuine feedback, oh, so good. And, but it comes from those who are mm, affectionate towards others and who are also able to give this feedback because they are on a slightly superior position where they can see it. You should not be afraid to meet or cultivate relationships. You should crave for such relationships. You should find them 
And I know here in Pandavasena we have a lot of older devotees, really, a lot of older devotees, where we don't need to be afraid. They, they understand what it means to be young and, and most young or, or whatever. Uh, and they have gone through everything. Find these people you are confident with. We hoped, we, we are hoping that it will work in the mentorship program, you know, that the mentor can give us genuine and true feedback. But um, we also acknowledge you can't prescribe uh, such relationships. Okay, he is your... So if you feel in the mentorship program, well, I can ask my mentor many questions, but if I tell him what web pages I look at when no one looks at me, then I'm finished. So if that is the case, uh, then you have to find others where you can uh, find these uh, in informations, no? this feedback. You need it. You need the light of others uh, into your your life, so that you can see your true, uh, uh, true path. Hmm? The last question on this is: Can I improve in some of these areas? If yes, how? My dear devotees, I have written these questions by consulting many texts and then putting it in language that is relevant, I want to offer you the humility test. It has uh, three days. On day one, you do three uh, questions. On day two, you do also three questions. And on day three, when you're almost enlightened, you do another set of three questions. And that, uh, you know, that is... Uh, I'm most happy about the ending. Uh, what can I do to make someone's day in Pandavasena better? You know, that's, the, that's the last question. But you come to it uh, by a few, by, by a process. Uh, this I will, uh, uh, it is my gift to you. Mm, uh, you. We can request, who do we request uh, for, I mean, who can send it to them? You have everyone on WhatsApp? Yes, good. So you will get it anonymously from me by WhatsApp. Mm. Do you agree that these questions are questions you like to take with you in a room and, and think about them in your own time? Yes. Cooperation pleases Krishna. That's the spiritual uh, component of cooperation. The other more pragmatic perspective is by cooperation you can climb a much higher mountain than without cooperating with others. <laughs> I, I have a disciple she works, she's a lady uh, who, who is in a very high position of, of the German, German criminal police. I mean, very high position. 
she said to me, I, I often confront criminals. What should I do, Guru Maharaj? Here, what should you do? What do you mean? Yeah, I need to use my gun. Uh -huh. so, so what are the options? I, I say, well, I can aim at the heart or I can aim at the knees. I mean, as I said, I, I'm a monk. I mean, this is not my area of competence, you know. But if I'm asked if you can reach your goal by less violence, use less violence. Uh, but uh, maybe you should ask with a more, more, more Nishinga Swami, you know. <laughs> I, I said, I, I can't, I, I'm doing something else. I'm studying the scriptures and all. You, you, are, you are, cannot ask me, you cannot get absolute answers on this. But, uh, yes. So she just, she just was in the German TV. Uh, she was mountaineering. You know, she has to stay, you know, she, she has to fight evil. And, and she has to, to be in, or at least know what to do. Now she orders these, these, these troops, you know, who go and, and, and eclipse evil. So she uh, did mountain climbing and she chose a mountain which was challenging. And uh, she didn't have enough strength to do the last part and needed to be saved with a helicopter. It was all on TV. Mm, uh, and uh, mm, uh, uh, she said in the interview, she said, yeah, I, I chose a mountain uh, because I thought, thought this is a high mountain and I went with a team on the mountain because you can only climb uh, the mountain with, uh, with a team, such high mountain. But my team was not cooperating. Mm. You know, they, uh, so therefore uh, there was danger. Co with cooperation, that is my point, you can get, uh, climb the highest mountains. And that is the more pragmatic uh, perspective, but being spiritually minded, I would like to say this, put the spiritual perspective in front. Krishna is satisfied when you cooperate, because in the process of cooperation, you will have to practice tolerance, and that means you will have to give up your own point of view, and you have to uh, uh, see the viewpoint of others. Hare Krishna, I will now look secretly at the wristwatch. Oh, we are not so late, Prabhus. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Hare Krishna. I would like to see if you have any questions on cooperation. Have you, wasn't that, Nice to hear this dimension of what humility, how you can anchor humility in your personality. You go in your heart, what do you do with the heart? Oh, you're so listening so attentively, I'm so impressed by you. Excuse me? 
<laughs> yeah, that's good always, yeah. You, yes, now it comes. You repent. You, you go self, and the Acharyas, your point is well taken, by the way, they repent a lot in their prayers. No? There is a section in prayer, it is Dainya Bodhika, uh, where, you, where you repent your fallen condition. No? Then what do you do with your mind to, get, uh, to anchor humility? Yes, you honestly confront yourself. You are vulnerable before yourself, really, and see, yeah, this was not so good. I learned early in Krishna consciousness that when you make a mistake, it's good to immediately, honestly confront it and excuse yourself. Excuse yourself. What do you do with the body to anchor humility? Oh, you are actually, you are shy. That is the situation. I'm sorry I was offensive towards you. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, you do menial service. Right. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yes. And then your speech means something. Uh, and then it's, it's powerful. So this, this is necessary when you want to cooperate. But really... Do you want to be right, ask this question, or do you want to please Krishna? What is more important for you? Of course, with such a question, it's easy to see the point. Yes, of course, I want to please Krishna, and I, I'm ready to, uh, to, you know, to go out of the room and not uh, engage in, in quarreling. I'm referring to my earlier example where I was severely tested when this devotee just was beating me so heavily on the ear. Boom, it sounded for so long, the ring. And, uh, and I did not know for what. I thought he had a problem. Uh, I didn't see it was my problem. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm just. I have so much nectar. I want to give. I give it to you. Who is? Where is the question? Yes, Kishan. We have a microphone for you, Kishan. Thank you, Maharaj. Um, I have a Second part, if you do notice ourselves becoming disturbed by the success of others, I was wondering if you have any advice to give in that moment how to deal with that. Yeah. Why do we become disturbed when we see the success of others? Uh, I really feel it is because we have a wrong concept of what is success. Uh, uh, we, 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 we place success in the area of achievements and ISKCON has become a high achievement society. You know, we are very much achieving on various frontiers. But is that these achievements, they are 
good for offering to Krishna, they're wonderful, but is this the success of my devotional life? Now, I always think of this elderly lady, um, widow, in the Radha Damodar temple in Vindavan. Prabhupada saw her every day. She went early in the morning, even in winter time, around four o'clock to the Jamuna to fetch water for the bathing of Radha Damodar. It has to be done regularly, the Abhishek. So she was very, very steady and uh, in doing this service. And then Krishna, uh, then, then she would always bring, Prabhupada said, the lota full of freshly fetched Yamuna water to the curtain of the, um, uh, of the Radha Damoda altar. And the pujari at one stage of his pujas would go with his hand under the curtain and find the lota and then use it for his um, puja. So one day, Prabhupada has explained so nicely, the pujari tapped to find the lota, but there was no lota. Then he briefly looked under the curtain. Yes, there was absolutely no lota. And then he knew she had left her body because she was so dutiful in bringing the bathing water for the Lord. This widow was found in her room and she, had, she was no longer there. Her body was there and she had gone back to God. And I, I think this is, is one of the many stories of devotional success. And you see this when you meet all the devotees who are successful, they they think, oh, Krishna allows me. I never forget, I met Gopal Krishna Maharaj, who, who is a very deep devotee when you, when you can talk to him. He's very busy also. And he said to me, Sachinandan Swami, he said, mm. now I thanked him because he always organ organizes his own car, or to, to drive me from, from, from Delhi to Vindavan. I do a yearly pilgrimage to Vindavan. And I said, you are such a great leader and you have such a good air-conditioned car and I'm a small man. Uh, why do you do this? And he said, Krishna has given us some wealth some success. So Krishna has given, we better use it in his service, in the service of the Vaishnavas. A great successful leader will not think it's my success. He will aspire for a devotional attitude where he understands Krishna's mercy uh, and so on. I think we have a wrong understanding of success imbued to us from childhood. Oh, you have to become a dentist, um, earn a lot of money in London, um, outwit everyone, win the race, you know. And this uh, type of uh, wrong thing can come also in a spiritual movement. Um, that that uh, Yesterday there was this question about valuing services. Um, 
um, and um, uh, the book distributors, at least in Germany, I can only speak from Germany, were valued very much. They were get, given special facilities and, ooh, and um, you know, and all of this. Uh, but then we noticed the older devotees, wait, 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 we, are, we have the wrong culture here. Everyone's service counts, and not one service is better than the other. Everyone should serve according to their nature and do. And this elderly lady, her service was to bring a lota of bathing water. That was her success to do. Um, You know, Kishan, I, I understand this also. Uh, um, I understand this question. I have found in my heart also enviousness or jealousy mm, uh, towards more successful God-brothers. And once it was, I, I was very disturbed by this because I knew this devotee is such a good devotee. Why am I envious on the devotee? But I, the envy had overwhelmed my heart and I just couldn't drive it out. So I decided to go to him and say, this is not the most palatable meeting. Please give me your permission to speak what is in my heart. And the devotee said, of course, of course, that, tell me. And I said, I, you're doing such wonderful service and I feel always so useless in comparison. And, and then some unpalatable feeling develops. Because envy comes when, when there's grief in the heart that says what you, that is Yudhishthira. Yudhishthira was asked, what is envy? And he said, it's grief in the heart. And manifests like this. You know, we think, oh, I'm not good enough. And, and this devotee was really very kind to me. He was uh, as an older devotee, and I don't wish to give his name here because that was a private conversation and, and so on. And he said, See, I also know this feeling which you describe, but I have come to understand that Prabhupada loves all of us, irregardless how much we do, you know. And he said, I like to think that my successes are also the successes of you and, and all my God-brothers. And then I thought, was this just a nice thought? Or is, is, is there some substance to thinking like this? And yes, Kishan, there is substance in it when we are in a mood of cooperation. Look at a successful football team. I'm, I'm not an expert here, and I may say something foolish, and now, in, in regards to the science of football, which I've never studied thoroughly, um, but I, I think nowadays when a good team plays, they cooperate. They, they shoot the ball from, to the other person, uh, or I even know this word, they set up a goal for another person to take. And then, then this, Mr., this, this one who shoots the goal, 
he, he runs to his teammates and they celebrate together because they know it's not just me who shot the goal, it's the whole team was, was, was scheming to shoot the ball in the right corner of the field, etc. You know better than me what, what is necessary to get a goal. But this idea should be there. When there is cooperation, my dear devotees, we are relieved from this terrible uh, scourge of the world, this enviousness, Matsarya. In Matsarya, everything is there. Anger takes shelter of uh, enviousness. Pride takes shelter of enviousness. Um, greed takes shelter of enviousness. This is Bhaktivinotaku, uh, what I'm citing now. All the bad qualities uh, n uh, take shelter in enviousness, and thus enviousness drives prema far away. Love is of Godhead far away. You are occupied with other things. So, what to do when this comes, and it is likely that it comes, uh, you know, then again, Check your value system. Is it right? Are you only successful if you uh, shoot the goal? Or is it enough to, to help in, in some ways? I'm, I'm speaking figurate, figur figuratively. Uh, so uh, check this, uh, your, your, your value system here, which might be distorted. Often it is. And the other is uh, cooperate. Don't, and then you will lose enviousness. Do you know this? When you cooperate with someone uh, or with others, you come on a different, it's a whole a different level of the game of life when you cooperate. You, you are not, a cooperative devotee uh, feels the successes of others are his, and, and everyone in the team feels like this. But when there is bickering and no cooperation, competing, ooh, then of course there will be enviousness. Yes. Hare Krishna. I'm seeing our Rasa Bihari, right? Hare Krishna. Yeah. I was really appreciating it. And I was thinking, actually, there's lots of levels to it. So, for question three, yeah. <laughs> how much do I welcome genuine feedback? My instant thought was, I would love more genuine feedback. And, and, like, if Levine was to give me feedback, I'd really appreciate it. But then I thought, how much do I welcome genuine feedback from my wife? Like, depending on who's giving the feedback, I would welcome it differently. So, it's almost like there's just different levels to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Rasa Bihari Prabhu, your point is very well taken, and therefore I'm really uh, recommending. Please find um, those who, uh, where you can take it, because you know, genuine feedback must be also given by someone who knows the area in which he is feedbacking. If someone who doesn't give lectures tells me, oh, Sachinanda Swami, a great lecture, I, 
I have many thoughts on this. I, I say, uh, I, I go like this and I, I'm trying my best, but I think, and what do you know about lecturing? <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but I'm not saying, you know, obviously. Uh, that would be so rude. Uh, you, you, you understand, if someone knows the field and gives a feedback, then it is, I can take, uh, take it with benefit. I'm sorry, I'm expressing a little humorously. It, it doesn't have to do with the relation. This person may be my best example in Kirtan, uh, uh, the best Kirtan devotee I can imagine. Uh, so if I'm not able to take the feedback from him, it doesn't mean I don't uh, like or uh, there is a problem. So maybe in your example, the same is there, you know, same similar situation. So we must find those where, who can give genuine true feedback. And I would like to add even, we must f find those from, from whom we can take it also. Many times, Rasa Bihari, when someone who, are, who is asked to give feedback, and you know, I found this just, just yesterday, I had to write, you know, I have to write to devotees uh, questions and answer. And there was a devotee who asked me for, for an advice. And I knew if I would tell the advice, the devotee would not be able to take it. If I would tell what is, what I really see. So I had to find something else which is still helpful, but which is not, you know, the pristine, crystal clear advice which would be necessary. Because what is the use if the devotee is upset and, and, and then he cannot advise. You have children, you know yourself. You tell your children what they can <laughs> see themselves and understand. And, and so, so you have to find tho those where, where this works. Uh, the person can give genuine feedback and you can also take it uh, from that person. That is a gift in life. That is also a true friend, usually. Whether you don't feel any pinching in the heart when, you, when they say, oh, Rasa Bihari, this was not good, what you did. You know, then you feel no pinching and you say, thank you, can, uh, can you just help me to see clearly where exactly the mistakes were? And, and then, yes, here, 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 here. Oh, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Good. Um, Yes, I'm. 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 Uh, Chichakti has a very, very uh, big presence, you know. So I cannot go over you. Yes, it's okay. So um, just on this point and building relationships where we can accept genuine feedback. Um, this point of making sure that the person can give feedback and we can receive it, and also maybe they have expertise or experience in the field. Um, but you know, Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj would give exercises that are really, really stretchy. And one of the suggestions he would make is that we take feedback from those who may look upon us unfavorably. <laughs> because something, sometimes something very important can come through that. And I'm just 
uh, I guess I wanted to hear from you. Where do you see the space for an interaction like that? Well, you need to be Bhakti Tita Maharaj to do that. <laughs> And he did it, he did it, he did it. But also for him it was not easy sometimes. He would cry in my presence. Mm. But he would stand up to the uh, to that task because he was so dedicated to spiritual advancement. He would do everything, even rise at two o'clock in the morning and, and every day and chant extra rounds and so on. He was so determined. Why, why do the master class if you have not done the apprentice class? Start with the apprentice class and then you work your way up to the master class. This is master class. What Maharaj, Maharaji, very, very high level. Our Maharaji is very high level. Yes. Good. Y yes, Vindavan Bihari. Uh, Vindavan Bihari, isn't it? Yes. We have a microphone for you. Uh, you already have. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, Maharaj, you talked about how um, in Germany we were glorifying the book distributors and the culture was bad. Because uh, other people think they were valued, uh, the services were valued. Um, so, if you're glorifying certain services and you're not putting anyone down, isn't it? And then you feel bad that only those services are getting valued and your services aren't, um, and you can't feel happy that they're being glorified. Isn't that also? Can that not become envy? Symptom of envy. Yes. Yes. Certainly, certainly, certainly. I think we address this whole thing, but certainly, yes, of course, you become envious on the book distributors and their facilities and their new Wellington boots, which they got for this marathon, and you didn't, you still have these cloth sport shoes, um, which, which are many holes, <laughs> you know, yes. Um, I, <clears throat> uh, I once saw a letter, I would love to reproduce it to you verbatim, but uh, I can't. Where Prabhupada said how every service is valued. And we need, as devotees, we need to understand that and not go with the wrong understanding of concept, uh, the wrong concepts and then suffer because we have enviousness and all these unnecessary feelings. And Srila Prabhupada, you all know, he said to become a devotee, it doesn't mean that an ant has to become an elephant. Let the ant do and let the elephant do, according to their capacity. And there is this well-known story about Lord Rama's uh, praising the, 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 the squirrel it's the, um, who put some dust in uh, as his contribution for the building of the bridge. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and Hanuman, 
He said, both of your services are the same. Hanuman, you can throw boulders and rocks into the ocean in my service. And the squirrel mm, uh, puts dust in the ocean. We all know this, have heard this. It's told in many versions. Therefore, I think we all as devotees must become educated in the right understanding of what is success. Not go with the wrong or materialistic understanding of success and then suffer like the materialists who have so much envy and, you know, the, the, what is it, the grass is greener on the on the other side of the fence there is many, there's even a color given to the envy. They say envy has the color green. This is accidental. It's not that I'm, I'm <laughs> cultivating <laughs> this feeling by looking at the color. No. <laughs> so, so uh, yes, it has the color green. It feels greenish, green with envy. Ultimately, you have to understand that envy is self-destructive. And I will end here with a little story. There was this man who had the blessing that he, all his desires would be fulfilled by this one genie, this forest spirit, with, under the condition that his neighbor would get double. So our man, poor farmer, uh, came back with this blessing and asked, can my house please have two extra rooms? So it had immediately two extra rooms. When he looked out of the window, the uh, house of his neighbor had four extra rooms, double. And uh, then he said, can I please have an extra floor on my house? It was granted. Then when he looked out through the window of the bathroom to the house of the neighbor, the neighbor had a four-story house, double. And so it went. He wanted that his field was increased, the neighbor's field automatically increased and became doubly as big as his own field. So finally this man who was burning with envy understood in parentheses he said can I please lose one eye? Ping! He had only one eye. Uh, the eye didn't work any longer. So he ran to his, he, he immediately went, even before he bandaged his own eye, to his neighbor and was extremely satisfied to see the neighbor had lost two eyes, double. This is what envy, uh, the feeling of envy is hurtful to you, to, to, to us. It sends prema far away, says Bhaktivinoda, because all the bad qualities take shelter in matsaya, in enviousness. So, yes, and uh, therefore this wrong, wrong, wrong 
uh, idea of success. Achievement means to have visible, touchable uh, results that are bigger and uh, than the other. That is dangerous. Having said this, I thank you very, very much. Um, and I, I can only send you the full humility test uh, after tomorrow's class, because tomorrow's class, a surprise will come. Uh, so then only I can send you, but there will be, it will be very useful for you to make this, to read this, and then become genuine, humi uh, humble, because the point is you needed to cooperate. You, to, to, to do this other part of your devotional life. First part, alone with Krishna, your sadhana, but the second is sharing Krishna consciousness, and that is much better when you do it with a, in a society of, of devotees like Krishna, Krishna Sok, or Pandavasena, or, or Iskon, and, 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 and I mean, don't want to, ISKCON is of course in a special category. Mm, good. So I thank you very much. I'm a little bit, not a little, but significantly over time. I'm getting nervous. I will need to end here. Shila Prabhupada ki jai. Shishi Goni Tai ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Hari Hari Bol.